The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The Zerabe in Israel, his name is Chaim Zaid, and he just said over this story. He said that he spoke in the north of Israel, in Tzfat. This is last year in Kippur. He spoke about taking upon himself something small, a Kabbalah. And if you stick to it, Hashem will give you Yeshua, Hashem will give you salvation and Beracha. Okay. There was one girl there, an older single girl, that took upon herself, herself to read Birkat Amazon from a Sidu. No matter what, she's always going to say Birkat Amazon, the blessing after bread from a Sidu, not by, not by heart. She listened to the rabbi. A couple of months later, says Rechaim Zaid, and anyone could call him, his cell phone is famous. This girl calls him up, he doesn't know who she is, and she tells him, Rabbi, you were in Tzfat before Yom Kippur, and you gave a speech about taking Kabbalah, and it took you seriously. And since then, I said Birkat Amazon from a Sidu, I never missed one. I did not say Ba'apeh by heart once, every single time I read it from a Sidu. But I have a question. Oh, what's your question? I'm not engaged. It's been a few months, and you said that if you take upon yourself a Kabbalah, if you undertake yourself, if you take upon yourself another mitzvah to read from the Birkat whatever it is, your life will change. You can have a salvation. You can have a but I'm not engaged. I did not see the salvation. He tells her, Alo, Alo, Alo. The year is not over yet. Give yourself another couple of months. Keep on going. Call me at the end of the year. So he made a joke that he had a mind to change his number, but he didn't because he always gets these phone calls. Okay. But I listen to what happens next is unbelievable. He says, around a month later, a guy calls him. His name is Yoel. You don't know who I am. My name is Yoel. But right now, I'm in a trip in the Kineret. You guys have been to the Kineret in Israel? It's beautiful. I'm in a trip in the Kineret. You're not going to believe what happened. What happened? I heard your speech that a person should take upon himself something small, a Kabbalah, before Yom Kippurim. And I took upon myself to do Birkat Amazon Bekavana. Here I am in the Kineret, Rabbi, and it just happened. As he's calling him, he told me it just happened. Here I'm in the Kineret. I forgot my Sidul in the bus, and there's no way I was able to go back to the bus because they went on a trip, all the boys together. There's no way I was able to go back to the autobus, to the bus, and get the Sidul for Birkat Amazon. But we had to bench because my friends are waiting for me, so we had to do Birkat Amazon. He said, I had a tremendous test. Should I say Birkat Amazon by heart? Or should I actually be stubborn and bad and to tell my friends, you have to wait, I have to go to the bus, get my Sidul, say the Birkat Amazon properly, and then we're going to move on. He said the test was tremendous. And he said that he was diving to Hashem, Hashem, please help me pass this test. I took upon myself to say Birkat Amazon from a Sidul. He says he turns around, and what does he see? He sees like a big piece of paper that looked like it had psukim in it. He runs, and again, it sounds too good to be true, but it's true. You know, you can call him up. He runs to the piece of paper. What does he see? He sees a Birkat Amazon printed on a piece of paper. Big piece of paper. Can you imagine this, Rabbi? He sees a Birkat Amazon randomly in the Kineret. He picks up and he says, Oh my gosh, Hashem really exists. This is unbelievable. Here I am, taking upon myself Birkat Amazon. I have a big test. What does Hashem send me? Birkat Amazon on a piece of paper. But it doesn't end there, Abutai. He said, he said Birkat Amazon properly. And his friends are waiting for him. Can you imagine saying Birkat Amazon for 15 minutes? 15 minutes Birkat Amazon, that's pretty long. But that's how long it took him because he does a Birkat That's what he took upon himself. He notices that there's a name on the piece of paper, the Birkat Amazon. This girl's name was Bracha. 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 Can you imagine this, Rabbi? Scary stuff. And it had a phone number in it. He calls the Rabbi and he says, Rabbi, there's a girl's name in it with Bracha. And it says over there, it had a little note. It said that she took it upon herself, Be'ezrat Hashem, to get engaged with my Be'ezrat, with my husband. Her name is Bracha Bat. She wrote her name with the phone number, everything. He calls up the Rabbi and he says, what do I do with this piece of paper? I want to give it to you because you spoke about it. And I know you advertise all these miracles. I want to drive down to Benebak and give you this and advertise it that Hashem sent me a Birkat Amazon. The rabbi tells him, whoa, 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 what did it say on the piece of paper? He tells her the girl's name and how she took it upon herself to get married. The rabbi tells her, I have an idea. Why don't you guys go out? 
That's what he tells on the phone. Go out. Tells him, Rabbi, I don't know who this girl is. I don't know who this bracha girl is. And anyways, what can name is bracha batish? You're like a funny name. Tells him, what can name is Yoel? I don't know what you're talking about. That's what he said. He said, how about you guys get engaged? You're going to start dating. Hopefully you get engaged. He tells him, Rabbi, no, no, no. He's like, I'll be the Mishadech. Come meet me. Yoel drives down to Rechaim Zid in Bnei Brak, And he gives him the Birkat Tamazon Abutai with the girl's name. Rechaim Zid calls up the girl. And he says, we found you Birkat Tamazon. He calls up and he says, this boy, Yoel, found it while he was in the Kineret. What ends up being, by the way, ends up being the she, this girl, this bracha girl, when she took upon herself to say, as usual, the ladies are smarter, they think advance. She knew that she's not always going to be able to carry a sidul, so she took her Bekatamazon sheet and she made a bunch of copies. So wherever she goes, she has at least one copy, whatever she's going on a trip. So one of those copies she brought with her on a trip that she went to the Kinelik and she left it over there on the table and then eventually flew. That's what happened. What ends up being Abataya, they dated. They started dating. And they got engaged. And more than that, they got married. Can you imagine this? They got married. Through what? Birkat Hamazon Bekavana. And he said that recently he went to another seminar somewhere in the country. And after the meal, the Friday night meal, everybody goes home and then everybody goes to the rooms. Before they come to the rabbi, they give it to the rabbi, they say, Aleichem. He says, as he was leaving the hall, and he was one of the last ones leaving, he saw a couple sitting down together, saying Birkat Hamazon Bekavana. He goes over close to them. Who does he see? He sees this girl, Bracha, but now she looks different because her hair was covered. You see this girl's bracha and Yoel, now they're married, they came to the rabbi's seminar, and they said, Bikatam Azon together as a couple. Unbelievable. One small Kabbalah, they took upon themselves Abatai, and their lives changed because they were persistent about it. They were stubborn about it. This is an unbelievable story. Too good to be true, but Hashem really is that good. That's the answer. These things really exist. Hashem really exists. It's scary stuff. Hashem really exists. It's awesome. That's story number one. Story number two, then we're done. Story number two, Abatai. If that wasn't enough. This is even better. Again, Reb Chaim Zaid. He's like the Baba Sali these days, Chaim Zaid. He said, this he said over Pesach time. What a beautiful story, Abatai. About praying for one another, the power of prayer, the power of davening for our friends. Unfortunately, Reb Chaim Zaid, when he first got married, did not have children the first 10 years of his life. And he said that the pain of not having children, he was trying to describe it, that it's, you can't describe it. He said it's extremely hard, it's extremely painful. He lived in Benebrek at the time with his wife. And he decided that before Pesach, he said holidays was one of the hardest times to have. Because when you go together with family, and all the family members get together, your siblings are married with children. And he said it was, they were actually dreading the holidays. They were not looking forward because it was extremely painful for them. Okay, Nobody should ever know, but Zatashem should have healthy children, get married, healthy children, Zatashem. So he said it was extremely painful. So one Pesach before the holiday, he decided he's going to get all the couples that he knows in the area that unfortunately don't have any children yet. Bring them to his house, and he's going to bring like a famous lecturer, a famous rabbi was going to give them chizuk before the holiday of Pesach, because Pesach is a hard holiday for these couples. What was the rabbi's name? His name was Rabbi Tehillah. Happens to be my wife's first name, but it's his last name. Rabbi Tehillah. Okay. He calls the Rabbi Tehillah, and he tells the Rabbi Tehillah, I want to have a lecture in my house before Pesach. Are you able to come? The rabbi tells him, listen, before, before Pesach, it's extremely busy. Busy time. You know, we're cleaning, and I'm traveling. And he lived in Haifa, this rabbi. It's all the way in the north of Israel. To go to Benerbach, it's a couple of hours. He says, it's going to be hard, very hard for him. I'm going to have to cancel. Says, no, Rabbi, we need your chizuk. You have to come to my house. Not only that, the only night that everybody is available to come to my house is Lel Bidikat Chametz. One of the busiest nights in the Jewish calendar is the night before Pesach. We do Bidikat Chametz, we search the Chametz with the candle and the spoon and the bowl. Bidikat Chametz, the night before Pesach, Passover. The rabbi tells him, not only you want to come to Benerbrak, you want to come the night before Pesach, then one of the busiest nights you call Lel Bidikat Chametz. Says, Rabbi, we need your chizuk. We need it. We need the chizuk from you. We have to help us. You have to talk about emunah and bitachon. 
The Rebbe tells him, you know what, let me speak to my wife. He calls him back, and his wife said, you know what, let's do chesed, we'll do some kindness, and we're going to go to Benebrek anyways, because Benebrek has all the good shops, has all the good grocery stores, and all the good, I don't know, all these tools. Benebrek is a very busy place if you want to go shopping, especially before the holiday. If, not, if you live in Yerushalayim, it's only if you live in Haifa, it doesn't have as many stuff as Benebrek. So his wife said, you know what, we're going to go to Benebrek, we're going to do chametz. Then we're going to jump to Benebrek at night. You give the lecture. While you give the lecture, I'm going to go shopping in the Bnei Brak streets that are open the whole night before Pesach. Okay. So this rabbi decided, I'm going to come. Comes the Bidikat Chametz. All the people are in Rechaim Zid's house. And his wife didn't know what to serve everybody, right? They can't have sushi or pizza. It's right before Pesach. So what can you give her? So they gave them water. They said, Butnim, some pistachios, some sunflower seeds. That's the most you can give. And she put all that on the table. Everybody gathered around. The couples came, but the rabbi is not there. It's 10 o'clock. It's 10.30, it's 11 o'clock. The rabbi is not there. Rechaim Zee calls up this rabbi, he says, where are you? He says, oh, don't worry, I just dropped up my wife in Benebrek by the streets, I'm coming. He comes inside the house at 11.15, saying the details for a reason, by the way. He comes inside Rechaim Zee's house at 11.15 at night, and the speech started. And he said that he gave such a good speech, everyone got chizuk from it, everybody got emunah from it, to believe in Hashem and keep on going strong. After the speech, Rechaim Zee said, it can't be that after such a beautiful lecture, we're not going to take something upon ourselves. So he told all the couples in the room, including himself, each one of us for one month are going to pair up. Meaning we're going to pray for each other. A couple for a couple. The wife davens for the wife. The husband davens for the husband. For one month, every single prayer, Shachid Michan Avita, men, and whatever the women are praying, whether the Amidah, Tehillim, but every single day for 30 days, you're going to pray for another to have a child. Start praying. We have to start praying for each other. That's what we have to take upon ourselves. Everybody there agreed. Rechaim Zaid took up on himself to pray for this fellow. His name was Itzik. A couple, the husband was Itzik, I forgot his wife's name. Okay. They prayed for each other for one month. As life moved on, Abatai, Rechaim Zaid Baruch Hashem has Bliyai Nara. He never says the real number. He always makes believe he doesn't know because it's Ayin But he has eight children right now. Bliyai Nara. Okay. What happened was Abatai, this Pesach, and the other couple also had children. Baruch Hashem, they all had children at the end. But I want to get to the punchline, even though it's tremendous by itself. This Pesach, Abatai, this Pesach, this last Passover. Rechaim Zid comes to a lecture and tells him, guys, the craziest story just happened to me. What happened? He says, many years ago, I couldn't have any children. But I dove into a person, his name was Itzik and Benebrak. And both of us had children. Last night, my daughter and his son got engaged. You hear this? They got engaged. What time did they get engaged, Abutai? 11.15 at night. Where? At Rechaim Zid's house. What night of the year? Lel Bitikat Chametz. You hear this, Abatai? Go back 20 years before, he arranged an event in his house, Labedikat Chametz, 11.15 at night, there was nothing to serve, they took upon themselves to pray for each other. Many years later, they were praying for each other, their children got engaged. When? The same place at his house, Labedikat Chametz, because that was the most convenient time, because he said he was in Italy at the time before he couldn't make it. And he said his wife was not able to serve anything but pistachios and sunflower seeds and water. It's right before Pesach. Isn't this a tremendous thing, Abutai? That deserves a round of applause to such a story like that. Come on. Where's the claps, Abutai? When a person prays sincerely for themselves and for their friends, take upon yourself to pray for your friend. When Hashem sees that you care for your friend, that you love your friend, that you're going out of your way from your friend, Hashem will be ma'avir midotav on your midot against your wrongdoings when He sees you go out of your way for another person. He's going to shove Yaviroth behind, shove them under the desk as if it doesn't exist. Hashem is going to forgive that person. Prayer is serious. Hashem exists. These are two stories. I could tell you a lot more. 
These are two stories that just happened from a rabbi who's alive right here in Eretz Yisrael. Hashem is 100% real. It's an unbelievable zikhut merit that we have to serve Him. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.